Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Podcast. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is Gina Versa, my co-host on the regular Waffle Press Movie Podcast. How you doing? Doing pretty good. More and to- and awake. Yes, and today we're talking about uh, something a little different. We've we talked about it before on the show, and we've liked talking about these things off-air too. Uh, Gene and I are big kaiju fans. A discussion uh, a couple months ago led us to creating this show where it's it's all specifically about kaiju movies and the history of kaiju movies. And we wanted to do this where we talk about an older kaiju movie and a kaiju movie that was coming out in theater. So needless to say, this will not be a regular show. We're going to try to do it once a month with a, an older kaiju, a classic kaiju film and a more recent kaiju film uh, right. as we get ready for stuff like Godzilla versus Kong. Initially, we kind of wanted to structure this around Pacific Rim Uprising, but that didn't happen. But that's okay because Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a new movie called Rampage coming out. But before we get to that, uh, Gene, let's talk a little bit about our history with kaiju movies uh, with you. What's your history with the genre? Well, when I was about four or five, I had one of my parents, I think it was my dad, rent from Blockbuster King Kong. It was the 30s Kong, and I didn't quite like it, to be honest. I, I didn't feel sorry for for Kong at all, um, for some apparent reason. And I liked the dinosaurs in it, but Kong just wasn't doing for me. So he was like, oh, okay, have, uh, let me rent another movie. And it was Godzilla, which was Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the English dub. I fell in love with that film, uh, even with uh, Raymond Burr shoehorned into the film. And it was funny, the thing with uh, Godzilla, I just loved his design when I was a kid. He, his personality as a monster, I fell in love with because he's very unapologetic, whereas Kong is... Um, somewhat sympathetic and i actually felt more compassion towards godzilla dying than kong actually when i was younger watching it that's still so weird to me but go on i was just um blown away by the whole film and i started watching um all the other godzilla films so godzilla versus mothra and i i loved all of them even though they all change in tone and the types of films so i fell in love with those monsters yeah, uh, I I started with Godzilla. I don't remember which one. I remember having all the VHS box sets of like the American imports of all of them, and uh, I I was really into those, like super into to all the Godzilla stuff. I remember uh, really liking uh, Mothra actually. Mothra. Though. Yeah, Mothra is a Mothra is a good monster because she's the only one that's uh, well, she could defeat Godzilla. Only one that's not a dick. Well, yeah, yeah. And her like her her lore is so weird, mm-hmm. like with, with the tiny women and everything. Yeah. Like it, it's so bizarre, and like honestly, a lot of these are pretty bizarre in a good way. Just like that Mothra specifically is so like out there, mm-hmm. you know. And this is a franchise that will eventually spawn uh, Space Godzilla. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if yeah. that's like not the weirdest thing, then. Today, we're here to talk about Rampage, and first, because we want to talk about classic kaiju films while we're talking about the new ones, too, to highlight the entirety of the genre, Gene, I asked you what you'd want to watch for this first episode, and you brought up War of the Gargantuas. Attention! All aircraft are to turn away! An alert! An alert! This is Tokyo Tower! Don't land! (laughs) 
Well, I chose this one because War of the Gargantuans has one of the few, you know, like Mothra hero monsters in it with uh, San Sandra, I believe his name is, where he is a good kaiju that, you know, he works against the other monster, which is his brother, to try to stop his to try to stop his rampage and he reminded me of George where in rampage George is, you know, well towards the end goes against the other monsters. So that's why I chose it. I guess I should give you my thoughts on it because you recommended it and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Even though I think Russ Tamblin, the, the American actor is uh, not good in this. Right. No, but like whatever. I I could sit through the American fifties Godzilla. I could sit through this. Um, but I'll tell you what I really liked the uh the the monster battles. There was like even for for back then, you know, you can't get like the, the huge sense of scale that you can nowadays, just given like technical efficiency and whatnot. But uh, the use of miniatures was really incredible to me. Like, there's this helicopter chase sequence. I was like, "Wow, this looks really good!" Like you feel, you really feel it for for a movie that's that was made in the 1960s. Yeah. The the director Ishiro Honda, he oh. really conveys like uh, a, a sense of like hugeness and, and like um, it, it really feels like you're watching monsters clash, not like men in suits. And that, that was really cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect that from this one. Has a good has a good um, has a good level of scale. Yeah, or uh, the airport sequence. That was really cool to me. But uh, I think what caught me off guard the most in the beginning was when, because I had, I had no idea what this was about. You were just like, watch it. Like, okay, I'll rent it. So I watched it on YouTube, um, where you can rent it for three ninety nine, And yes. uh, I uh, I started with the octopus attacking the ship. And I was yes. like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I'm not going to get the, the weird designs I was kind of hoping for with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, you know, they... they they twist it and it's the octopus gets killed by Gyra. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. That's what we're doing here. That's cool. And uh, really good practical effects work too with the tentacles, you know, yeah. that was really impressive to me. Like how, how naturally they moved and everything like that. They didn't feel like they were being tugged on by strings. Like mm-hmm. at some point we're going to talk about Godzilla versus Kong and oh right. boy. <laughs> the giant octopus is ever occurring character in the Toho films. He is, I believe he has a name, that octopus, but he comes back in Godzilla versus King Kong. King Kong fights him. He is used on um, the Godzilla TV show a few times, not the animated one. There was a 60s one. And he's just kind of this uh, throwaway monster that Toho often uses to just uh, show the uh, ferocity of their monsters. So he's kind of their punching bag. If you will, he's a uh, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, he could be. Yeah, he could be like that. Oh, he's even orange like Kenny. Yeah, he's their. Uh, he's their Kenny. So they often just throw that character scenes to just mess with them. I, I like that though, because like it, it shows you like uh, it's a really quick way to convey to the audience like, oh yeah, there's here's a big monster that we're familiar with because it's an octopus, and here's a bigger, scarier thing that's gonna immediately take him out of the food chain. But what do you what do you think of War of the Gargantuas? I mean, you recommended it. Yes. Uh, you're a fan. 
Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I believe it was, it was recommended on Twitter by Guillermo del Toro. And it was, uh, it was on Hulu. It, was on an, it wasn't a film I saw growing up, but it was on Hulu maybe two or three years ago. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And uh, yeah, I was, I was really impressed by it. It is one of Ishiro Hondo's better uh, later Toho films. I believe this is one of his last. His uh, contract was actually going up around when they were filming, I believe. I could be wrong, but... Um, and in his later films, you know, because I love him as a director, he is um, so well... He does so well at um, making monster movies, but um, he gets, like, I don't know, uh, the, the later couple of Godzilla films, they have, like, some issues with tone. They get a little too goofy, and I, st I still like that, but there there are times where it's, like, Godzilla's... Uh, you know, um, Godzilla's making like a victory dance or something. Like it's a little like, oh, I mean, it's fun when you're a kid, but. I love my goofy stuff, but I think there's like, uh, there still has to be a tonal balance. Yeah. And like Godzilla doing the, the jumping jacks or whatever. Yeah. Is, I love uh, that. Yeah, I love that as a joke, but it doesn't quite work for me. Yeah, like I'm glad it exists, but uh, it, it does kind of take you out of it. It comes to that point, like. How uh, there there's complaints about like blockbuster saturation and like oh well like everyone's kind of in on the joke or whatever, and yeah. that that feels like one of the origins of that like the first big instances of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, this film he he handles the tone really well. Um, it, you know, it harkens back to uh, kind of some of the first couple Toho films where they. There isn't, I mean, there's some camp to it, but it, it's played straight for the most part, would you say? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think these things kind of are almost inherently campy, mm -hmm. not in a negative way. I think uh, no, no. camp has an odd connotations to it nowadays About where it's like kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, like, like uh, I think people kind of mix it up with like schlocky, you know? And uh, this is a, uh, it's almost inherently silly. But it is played serious enough because there's an interesting story here, of which I did not know that this was technically a sequel. Yes, yeah. All I was gonna say the uh, history of that. It's technically a sequel to uh, the Toho Frankenstein, Frankenstein versus the World, but it's not really. Uh, it's not really stated in the dub. It's just kind of implied, I guess. Where. Well, I'll just do a little history. The uh, original titles were the Frankenstein Brothers, then the two Frankenstein, then Frankenstein versus Frankenstein, Frankenstein's fight during the scripting process, and they were the two uh, the two monsters in this film. They're spawned from the discarded cells of Frankenstein's monster from the previous film. So it's uh so it's in a, so it's a Frankenstein movie in a way, the Toho Frankenstein. That's amazing. I want I want every franchise to do that. Like have weird unofficial ripoff sequels. That's so cool and so weird and that would never happen today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's a total thing. Yeah, so technically it is a sequel to that film. You don't need to see it. Um I've never seen Frankenstein versus the world, but um I, I'm sure it has its moments. <laughs> if yeah, it's uh, if it's as good as this, did uh do you know if Ishiro Honda directed that too? Um, I don't believe he did. I can check right now. But he is, um, you know, he did mostly all the Toho films. Oh, actually, he did. Yes, yeah, he did do that one. 
So yeah, he does most of the monster films, Toho, like King Kong and everything. So yeah, we'll have to check that one out sometime too. Another thing of uh, tidbit is this is the second Toho film to have an American actor that you were talking about with Russ Tamblin because Raymond Burr is in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, I don't believe Toho uh, commissioned Raymond Burr to be in it. That was the American distributor, but it is technically the second film. And Ishiro Hondo did not like Russ Tamblin a lot. He called him, uh, he said he was, or someone, I believe uh, one of his aides or something said he was such an asshole. And uh, he improvised a lot of his lines because he thought the dialogue was bad, Russ Tamblin. So he did not get along. Uh, you know, at least Raymond Burr um, brings something to Godzilla King of the Monsters to the dub. I, I prefer the Japanese version, but he brings a lot to that film, even though he's very shoehorned in it. So he does a lot better job than Russ Tamblin, I will say. Yeah, Russ Tamblin's not very good in this. No. <laughs> like uh, everyone else feels very committed to this. And every time he talks, he just feels like like uh, he's sighing. Like every, he yeah. doesn't really talk. He sighs his dialogue out. And he just looks so grumpy and like un like involved, and that's that's a huge bummer because I was actually really getting into this movie. And every time it comes back to his character, uh, Doctor Stewart, Doctor Doctor Paul, what's it? Yes. Uh, um, but he uh, he sucks the life out of it for me. Mm-hmm. And I I don't even blame the rest of the movie on that because it right. the rest of it had me like so like into the the big monster stuff and like. The, the brawls and the like the investigation basically that everyone's trying to do like oh is this is this your monster is it another monster what's happening yeah I mean he should not have been in it and he does take away a lot from the film unfortunately do you feel like his role was even needed no 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 I is because he's I mean clearly he's not in the first one then right if he no yeah you know, he's a new character so like no, you could. I think you, you had enough going on with uh, with the Japanese scientists already trying to like dis- discuss and like discover the, the 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 creatures and like their their relationships eventually, right? Right. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you needed him for this, but uh, we won't get too deep into spoilers for this because this is a classic recommendation, and we assume a lot of you haven't watched it. Uh, so go see it. So, so definitely go see it. But I want to talk yeah. a little bit about the theme, the themes of the movie before we move on to Rampage uh-huh. officially. Uh, so with kaiju movies, there's always has to be like some social relevance, or at least like I think the better kaiju films have that that testament to them. You know, uh-huh. like they're they're about a little something more about some social anxiety of sorts. Godzilla is about the atomic age. Uh, King Kong's about slavery. Uh, what do you, what is War of the Gargantuas about, in your opinion? My opinion? Well, it seems like it's about passivism, I feel, with uh, Sandra's character, where he's, um, he's kind of an iron giant in a way, where he's very, um, he's very uh, to himself. He tries not to uh, you know, attack people. Um, I, got, I got a little bit of that. What do you think? Yeah, I would say it's it's about pacifism and um, like there's there's all these uh, these classic movie lines about how like you know like a, a great like warrior doesn't go out seeking war, but yeah. they uh, must always be ready for it. That's a quote from Thor, and it's a very Thor. good quote. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that is relevant here. 
where uh, Sandra doesn't want to fight. Like at, even in towards the finale, he's like trying to like calm his brother. It seems like, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, they can't. That's that's not their relationship, so he can't stop the brother. And so then you know, War of the Gargantuas fight, boom, bow, pow. And uh, that was interesting. I didn't think it was, it had that much more meat on its bones, but I'd be willing to be like, like a like uh, swayed otherwise. I haven't actually done that much more research in the film besides of what I watched and the the production notes that we already talked about. But um, yes, yeah, it, it it's it was it's a quality little movie, and all kaiju fans should check it out. Also, the design of a. Uh, of Gaira is scary to me. It reminds me of the gremlin from uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, it does a little bit, uh, but he, with his skin and his like scales and fur, I could see that. Yeah, and when he's coming out of the water, it's it's uh, that would scare me as a kid. I feel mm-hmm. like that that's a scary looking yeah. dude. <laughs> I think uh, when Godzilla first comes out of the water, that scared me. You know, when you're a kid, it's uh, more susceptible to uh, striking inj- imagery like that. And there's lots of striking imagery in this. The the monster brawls are very good. Uh, there's a there's a cool little not not even like a mystery plot. You can't you basically know what's going to happen, but um, it's it's fun to watch the scientist characters try to figure out what's going on, and like kind of maintain like the situation from the political aspect a little bit in like the middle act. Uh, just ignore Russ Tamblin, and honestly, you'll have—I think you'll have a great time. Uh, moving on, next section and talk all monsters is on Rampage, The Rock's new blockbuster debut and number one everywhere, basically, except for like some places where The Quiet Place is still winning out. Not a kaiju movie, but a very good movie, so you should watch yes, The Quiet Place. see that as well. Yeah. Um, and Rampage is a blast. Uh, it's based on the video game of the same name from the 1980s, 1990s? Yeah, 90s. Yeah. 90s, yeah. Did you play it? I'd never played Rampage. I, ha- I have no affinity for Rampage other than this movie. It was a, it was a fun game. You just break stuff. Um, they actually revived it in some of the Dave and Busters, the arcade game, but it's updated with the new characters, and that's why you have a product placement shot of Dave and Busters in the movie. Uh-huh. That makes sense. But uh, yeah, I played it as a youngster. It was uh, it was quite fun. It was very um, bunt mashy. It's um, spawned a few sequels. I didn't play the sequels, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of iconic, I guess, for me. I had some nostalgia for it. And that's that's cool because I mean, for so many video games, it's always like, what do you adapt? What do you leave out? And then a lot of video game movies, I feel like, tend to struggle between the two and then end up kind of becoming nothings of movies. Mm-hmm. I like plenty of video game movies, and I think some are even pretty dang good, but it's a problem a lot yeah. of them come up. And this um, is technically a video game film. Yeah. As long as being monsters, right? Yeah, and I think Rampage, uh, yeah, it covers both grounds, video game movie and a kaiju movie. Rampage mm-hmm. benefits in that there is no story to adapt. Is just the monsters right. that you're taking and you you make them into like a, a giant disaster movie. You got another one of your little science experiments running around. What do you mean another one? Incoming! Oh, 
time to cross the line. Of course, the wolf flies. Stop, stop me. Oh, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Please, somebody stop me. Stop me, stop me. Oh, what did you think of Rampage, Gene? I liked it. I said on Twitter, um, it's a schlocky B-movie with tons of flaws, but I enjoyed it. It is not perfect by any means, but if you want to see monsters fight one another, it's the movie for you. Um, I did feel some of it got too shock, not too shocky, but it got too cheesy even for me because, you know, I work, I work on a lot of B-movies, a lot of, there's just one or two times where it's just uh, a little too much, you know? Like, it's like, calm down there, rock, The Rock. <laughs> I don't think it can come down, and I don't know if I want him to. Uh, well, just a quick synopsis: Rampage is about monsters going on rampage, but first, they're accidentally created by a shady uh, company conspiracy thing, and um, the villains. I love the villains in this because they're basically Ivanka and Donald Trump <laughs> Jr. Yeah, uh, no, I would. I don't know. I would say. Yeah, a little bit of Donald Trump Jr., maybe like Eric Trump Jr., Eric Trump, where he's really stupid. Well, I mean, they're both pretty stupid. But, um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I wonder if Melon Melon Ackerman based her performance on that. They're, they're like, really good at showing scenery in this. Yeah, they were. They're very very animated. Excuse me. uh, They're kind of like cartoon villains, I would say. Yeah, perfect for our times where we have cartoon villains in the White House. So yeah. I, I think if if kaiju movies have to represent or end up representing the time that they take place and like when they're made, Rampage struck a lot of chords with me that I did not expect. Right. I found it oddly relevant, especially with the use of, uh, you know, because a, uh, a lot of monster movies, they involve the atomic bomb. And that, you know, that was a fear. But this one, um, I was... It wasn't they were going to nuke the city, um, getting into a little bit of spoilers, but they were going to use uh, the Moab, which has been very active in military use recently. Um, I find that I found that very oddly relevant. The monsters are man-made. They tried to do this and that some poor civilians just get caught in the midst of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. uh, I, I should go on record as saying I didn't like San Andreas. That is the director and Dwayne Johnson's previous team-up movie. Uh, hey, I thought I thought it was a total misfire and misuse of the Rock's talents. And here he's so good, and like he has this great relationship with this monkey mm-hmm. George that I really bought into. Uh, but I, I I also think what didn't work in San Andreas was that it felt very mean spirited. And here with a with a kaiju movie, I think you can get a little harsher. Yeah, I did feel it was I I, I did feel it was a little too mean spirited though. I felt. Some of the kills remind me of uh, the Colin Trevorrow uh, deaths in Jurassic World a little bit. How some of the characters meet their ends. Mm, like I don't know about that level, but I think um, I think Bra- Brad Payton is a better director. So he he kind of like like the way it's structured here in in, in, in Jurassic Park, I should say. The dinosaurs are like they're they're not inherently like monstrous. The whole yeah. like series is is uh, precipitated on like this idea that they're just animals loose in our world, and we did this, mm-hmm. and it's a tragedy. But now we're we have we're stuck with them here, and we have to like take care of them. 
but Jurassic World doesn't understand that and just wants all dinosaurs to be monsters until the very end where they're like, oh, blue. And it's like, what the right. fuck? This is a total 180 of what we're just watching. What happened? Yeah. Uh, and then in Rampage, it's like, oh, no, they're they're just fucking crazy. They got they turned into crazy monsters because of this this evil company and everyone's suffering the price except for the evil company until the end. You know? Mm-hmm. So it works for me here in a way that it doesn't work in Jurassic Park strictly because of context. Okay. Well, well, I agree to that. It's just some of the, uh, some of the, some of the, uh, the monster kills were kind of, I just felt it was a little too much. I'll just say that. I, I can, I can see that for sure. Uh, I like the, the baby predator sequence with Joe Manginello, the, the yeah. leader of the private military group. Yeah, that was cool. I, I was very surprised he was only in for one scene. Yeah, I guess uh, I was I was watching a little snippet with Brad Payton. He was like, I think it was like THR or someone he was talking to. And uh, they were say, he was saying how much he loved Predator. And so when he uh, he was setting up that sequence, he's like, oh, my God, I finally get to do Predator. You know, like just uh-huh. like five, ten minute sequence is pre- is my Predator. And so when um they went to go talk to Joe Manganiello about the role. He was like, hey, do you like Predator? He's like, oh, I love Predator, man. And so then, like, they, they pitched the scene to him. Like, that was his Predator, too. And so they just had, like, this fun little uh, sequence in the woods that ultimately you don't really need in the movie, you know? Like, I guess if you want to set up that the the monsters are, like, super dangerous now, that's kind of the one they do it with, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I guess you don't really need it. But it was kind of awesome anyways, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I like him as an actor is the only thing I wish I got to see more of him in the film. But yeah, it was a cool sequence. I guess yeah. it was his cameo. Yeah, well, you know what? He's Deathstroke in the DC movies. So I'm sure we'll see him again in like two years mm-hmm. or five or however long it takes him to figure out what to do there. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Harris, I think, is kind of wasted in this. Uh, yeah, she was a vet where she was just kind of. You know, she's money penny and uh, she doesn't really do too much in this film except um I'm gonna say because expo- exposition. And she's kind of love interest, I guess. I think uh it's it's an unfortunate circumstance of uh American blockbusters where they don't like like if they're not the lead or the romance, they're like, Well, where do we put the woman in movies? What else can right. they do? Like <laughs> they, people just can't wrap their head around like anything involving like women in, in active roles in movies unless they're like the love interest or the lead like they they don't really consider putting them in other like surrounding them in, in, in other roles in the movie and so i think that's that's an unfortunate thing there yeah but uh, i naomi harris is is wonderful and i sincerely hope they bring her back for bond 25 too yeah i hope so she's good enough i guess i mean like she just got off of moonlight like a year ago right yeah. And like she's so good in that. And then she's in Rampage. And it's like, that's not that she's in Rampage is a bad thing. It's just that she has nothing to do. And that's All that's right. a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, and you and I disagreed on Jeffrey Dean Morgan earlier. Cause you, yes. do you want to, do you want to air your grievances with that character he plays? I, I felt he was almost in another f- film. I don't know. He was just kind of. He was there, and then he was like an antagonist, and then like they kind of went him over, and then he's just kind of being Nick Fury. I didn't see the point of his character. I like his character, but like a lot of the stuff in this movie, it it doesn't really need to be there. You know, like the wolf, like I mentioned, the wolf attack doesn't really need to be there in that part of the movie. 
you just want a cool action sequence in the woods. But I liked the way you shot the action sequence, and I I liked the way that went that went about. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character is kind of the same for me. We're like, yeah, you don't really need him, but uh, I liked having him around. And like, if you look at him like throughout the movie, like you brought up a good point. Like, yeah, he's like antagonistic at first, and then kind of don't know whose side he's gonna, yeah. gonna end up on. And then like, oh, he's he's a good guy helping him out. And then the Nick Fury thing is hilarious. That's that's perfect. <laughs> uh, but then he has lines like, I'm the guy you call when science shits the bed. And it's like, what, yeah, what so- planet are you on? This is amazing. Like, I wouldn't watch a movie about him or anything. But right. I kind of want this guy to pop up in every movie ever made now. Yeah, like, it, it, it's a total cartoon. And uh, I think for some of the tonal issues that this movie might have, it could be attributed to him. But also, I wouldn't want it without him because uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's so good at like everything in life, uh, and like, he's kind of he's kind of the perfect amount of smarmy and suave and like, kinda, like manly man. So it's a uh, it it won me over. But I totally am not going to discredit you for feeling the way you do about him. I wanted to like him. Won't go too far into the the big old. Spoiler stuff, I guess, because this is a new release. But what did you think of the monster designs? I mean, they're, they're kind of similar to the way the, they are in the games, but um, like how they looked on screen. Did you buy into them? I, I actually like their uh, monster design. The crocodile was he especially liked. And Ralph, I don't know why his name's Ralph in the movie. They just randomly name him Ralph. <laughs> I guess he looks like Ralph. He was, uh, I liked. His just the uh, thick, you know, how his, his fur gets all thick and spiky, and he randomly has wings because why not? Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed them. George was cool too, just kind of a King Kong eight, yeah, but yeah, very, uh, very top notch monster designs. Yeah, I think uh, the some some more criticisms that got tossed the movie's way because I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought I would, and I just wish it could have been even better. I, I'm always gonna t- have to knock blockbusters that that look a little flat with a, like their mega hundred million dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a it's a negative side of shooting digital. If you don't like if you don't shoot for the yeah. way you're gonna shoot digital or like the color correct or just add like some some different environments to city destruction, mm-hmm. like it, it's gonna come across like is overly gray. Everything's gonna be in your face gray and dust and it's gonna look a little a little flat and that's kind of a bummer because yeah. you know i mean godzilla kong skull island pacific rim the last three like main big blockbuster movies that were that were kaiju movies all looked great regardless of what people thought of each one of those you know mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a bummer that rampage doesn't look nearly as good as them i wish that the rock was able to be a little more uh a little bit more antisocial in this. Like they kind of try to play it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, like he doesn't really he doesn't like people. Like, he just likes like animals, people. but he's so nice to everyone. He's so nice. He's just, he's uh chatty. He, you know, yeah, he, it kind of plays against type, but it doesn't quite, doesn't quite work that way in context of the scenes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's great. And we've seen him be kind of a, kind of a dick before, 
Like his opening line in Fast Five is like just a rundown of all the stuff he needs to get done. And then it ends with, and stay the fuck out of my way. And it's so badass. Like, obviously, that's a totally different character from what he's playing in this movie. But like, I, I think he needs to just be like a little like, less open to people. And then, like, if you you could even play it, like, by the end of it, he's like, see, this is what happens with fucking people, you know? Right. Like, if people ultimately arc. if you just want to play it that way, you know? Other than that, I really liked Rampage. And for your kaiju bucks, I would say you will also probably like Rampage. You know, it's not an Academy Award winning film by any means, but, you know, it's a solid, solid, um, solid monster movie. I'm glad The Rock is making weird-ass movies that no one else would fund. Uh, Gene, any final thoughts on either of the movies we mentioned today? The, uh, you know, I I had some faults with Rampage. You know, I point out some stuff, but I would recommend it. It it really gets the um, kind of the uh, beauty of these monsters, especially George. He kind of reminds me of Kong or Godzilla where he, you know, even though they cause destruction, there's some kind of uh, elegance to them. I guess this goes back to why I enjoyed Godzilla so much, as opposed to Kong, is that there's a beauty in these these creatures. They are unlike anything that walk the earth in their films, and um, I feel with its treatment of George, it really captures that. So even if it, you know, is not the best, sometimes you know, at least Rampage understands that. Yeah, uh, George is the beating heart of this movie. And uh, I think, if anything, I, I would have liked to have seen the movie deal with the fact that George did, you know, do a lot of bad things under the influence of this uh, medical super drug thing. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess, how do you kind of like confront that in a movie that's like under two hours and mm-hmm. it's about monsters beating the shit out of each other? Of course. So, yeah. I don't know. I liked it, and uh, but I still wish they had tightened some things up here and there. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Gene, thank you again for doing this with me. Thanks for for being my co-host. Of Where can the people a, find you? Yeah, of course, it was a good talking talk talk with you about monsters. We both love. Um, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene nine eight nine two. Always posting crazy tweets. And you can find me on Twitter at d e w g o waffles. The Waffle Press on Twitter. Like and subscribe if you didn't like this. Like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like. And stay tuned. Every month I'll be doing this, these Talk All Monster discussions. Um, so happy to be starting this finally. And we will let you know when the next episode's coming around because I think we've got plenty of monster stuff to talk about. So thanks of for course. listening. Thanks for watching. We have been Professionally Unprofessional. Ready to do this, buddy?